episode two of Comic and Bu- Comic and Bus. Comic and Us Origins. I'm TJ. And I'm Chris. <laughs> and I'm Lumpy. And this is the review show that reviews comics. Chronologically. Kind of. Alright, go ahead. Do your thing. No no or- there's no origins. This is not origins. This is first appearances. Uh-huh. This is not origin. There's <laughs> nothing origin about what we're covering here. This is first appearances. And and I want that to be clear because people who listen are gonna think, oh, it's the origin story. Yeah, we're gonna find out how he started. Lies. It is not an origin story. Not true. But I do like that you call it origins because now we can say that we can have this spiel every time. I yeah. also like that it's <laughs> comics and butts. <laughs> comics and butts is like <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I was I was about to say, get used to this every time I do this intro now because they're just gonna say it every single time. Now. Unless, hey, unless the first appearance is an origin story, then we can then we'll be okay with it. I'm not Correct. having I'm not having this argument with you again. I had it last episode on this particular <laughs> brand. <laughs> An origin is how the person started or became a superhero. It is how they started in the real world. No, not this an is first appearance, appearance. comic. It is why they specify, when you look it up, whether it's a first appearance or an origin story. Next uh, time, first appearance. Next time, you know how you told us don't say anything until you got through the opening? Yeah. Next time you do the opening, we're not letting you get through it. Well, I <laughs> only I, I only wanted the, a clear opening for the first episode. I knew I, knew I had one opportunity with it because you guys were never going to get through it. We are never going to let you do that again. We're going to be yelling in the background. First appearance. <laughs> All right, whatever. Anyway, this is going to be the origin of Doctor Strange. Oh, it's not the origin of Pace Pot Pete? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, We'll get to him in a minute. Yes, yes. I was was really confused. (laughs) I was really confused. So we're covering Strange Tales 110 here today because it's their first appearance of Doctor Strange in a... But he's a backup story in it, so we figured we covered the whole comic since it was only like 19 pages long. Which only? I wasn't aware of. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, because when you sent us the email and said we're covering this, you didn't say why we were covering it. I, so we started reading it thinking, who was going to start in this Human Torch or Strange Tales story? Well, and then, well, then yeah, to get to I, the started, end. I started looking up Human Torch. I'm like, wait, he definitely started in Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, Four is, yeah. Did this come out before Fantastic Four? And I start looking it up. I'm like, what the f***? I had no idea that Doctor Strange was even in this comic. So I, I spent all this time and then realized, uh we're covering Doctor Strange, not yeah. Human Torch. I told you this one the last time we were on, like, talk to each other. This is what we were doing and why no we were doing listen, it. We don't no listen one to listens you. to you. <laughs> no one ever. <laughs> Apparently, this is what's like to run this podcast just so and plus, people know. I'm not going to say what year, but this was, that was Christmas, TJ. Yes. We're busy celebrating. You're talking about podcasts. Six months ago when you told us to read this. Three years ago at Christmas time. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Done with you already. (laughs) So, this story technically has four stories in it, but for for some reason, the version we got only has two. Oh, really? But the other two stories, from what I saw, are called Silent Stranger and We Search the Stars, are like sci-fi stories. So what, they were also in this Strange Tales 110? Yes. Oh, that's weird, but we didn't get them. 
Yeah, but they're not superhero stories at all. Oh, well, no, they're, they're strange like, tales. Um, and apparently, they were reprints from the fourth story from World of Fantasy number three. Oh, yeah, I have no idea why or what it is. Anyway, this comic was released. Well, here's the thing. It says the release date was April 9th, 1963, but the cover date is July 1963. So huh. did they release it in April as the July issue? Apparently they did. This actually was released on April 9th. It is it is July, but Doctor Strange's first appearance was April 9th, 1963. Yeah, so I don't know why the cover is July and the- yeah, for some reason it is the July issue, and it was put out in April. I don't know. Anyway, the cover was drawn by Jack Kirby, Dick Ayers, and Stan Goldberg, apparently. Huh? The first story was written by Stan Lee and Ernie Hart, penciled by Dick Ayers, inked by Dick Ayers, colored by Stan Goldberg, lettered by John Duffy, and the editor was Stan Lee. The Doctor Strange story was written by Stan Lee, penciled by and inked by Steve Ditko, colored by Stan Goldberg, lettered by Terry... I don't know that one. Senix? It's S-Z-E-N-I-C-S. Okay. Senix. Yeah. And sure. edit, And then edited by Stan Lee. Some big names on it, so... Yes. I'm not overly impressed, especially with the big names. Well... This comic's silly. Yes, it is. When it's antagonists. But these are human torch antagonists who's, what, a third-rate Fantastic Four character? I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I don't you really, think? I'm not a big because Fantastic Four guy. So. I was a big Fantastic Four guy when I, used, when I was a kid and, and read Marvel, and I thought uh, Human Torch was a great character. Well, no, no, what, what I didn't... I don't mean that he was bad. I mean, when you think of the Fantastic Four, he's not the... Like, you think of the Thing or, you know, Mr. Fantastic. No, no, I think of the Thing or the Human Torch. That's what I think of. You know what? You're right. Yeah, you're you're probably right on that. (laughs) Because even though though Mr. Fantastic and right now I can't even think of the Human Torch's sister's name. Invisible Woman. um, Yes, even though they're, like, probably the main characters, they're not who I think of when I think of Fantastic Four. No. Well, anyhow, I guess we should go into the comic then, right? We ready? Yeah. All right, who wants to do the cover? Because it's a big cover, and I don't feel like covering it. The cover or the first page? The cover cover. All right, so the cover. You have... It's a split page cover. So... On the left side, at the top corner, you have the stamp-looking thing where it's just a human torch. It's a Marvel Comics group, 12 cents. Um, oh, yeah, it's 12 cents. 12 cents, just yeah. so everyone knows. Two cents. They went up two cents in the 1960s, I guess. It was, I, guess. I don't know when they did, but yes, they are 12 cents. Um, the human torches fly in circles around. It looks like glass panels. As we get into the comic, we know that they're mirrors, but... On the cover, they look like glass panels. It's well-drawn, the Human Torch side. Everything looks really good. He's got flames. He's flying circles. He, he's red. I don't really know how I feel about the Human Torch himself, but uh, but the drawing is good, I think, with the flames. On the right-hand side, you have the wizard, who is a guy in a green suit. What is this stuff? He doesn't look like a wizard, that's for sure. He doesn't look like anything no. but a guy in a suit. And then you have... The Pace Pot Pete, who looks like a buccaneer, 
or like I thought. I thought he looked like a French painter. I'm just getting ready to say I'm getting more French artist out of him. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me of the guy on the like New England Patriots helmet. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see I that. I don't know. That's all I see. But he's got like a gun connected to a pail. So yeah. I've seen some ridiculous villains. Like there's there's a villain in DC comic called Condiment King. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. He uses like mustard and ketchup as weapons. Well, I think he's better than Pace Pop. Yeah, Pete, and I was so. gonna say I think Pace Pop Pete might be the worst one I've seen yeah. so far. I don't even get his thing. He, I guess, he makes different pastes. In that pot, right? I guess. And it's the only and, thing I can tell you right now. I know nothing else. So. Well, because oh. they do start talking about, well, he's got this paste that blocks oxygen or something. Like, it was different pastes. He also he also seems to have the worst villain name I've ever seen, too. It's pretty paste bad. Pot Pete. Yeah. And I guess Strange Tales start just the Human Torch for a while. Really? Yeah, because all... I'll get into it, but, like, he's been in it for at least the last ten or so issues, just him starring in it. Again, I was a Human Torch fan. I could see it. I could definitely see it. On the cover, it says, more fiery action with your favorite superhero, the Human Torch. You didn't do all the dialogue that happened on this page either, though, up in your description. I I actually did that for a reason. It's the front cover, and it's got that much dialogue. It's got three dialogue balloons, each one of them with a paragraph in them, and then another giant paragraph about the explaining what's going on. Yeah. This whole comic is way too much dialogue. I didn't need it. The the actual drawings did just fine. I did not need all the dialogue. But see, um if you ever listen to Stan Lee back in the day, he always said, you have to write every comic book like it's the person's first time reading it. So you got to explain oh, and, everything. And they did in this comic. That's what and I they mean. did. Oh, they, they absolutely did. did. It, yeah. it kind of worked out because we're just jumping in the middle for us. But right. man, oh, if I... You, you weren't lost. <laughs> yeah. But if I was reading this every week, I would have been like, right. I already know this. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. If well, I had read everything up until now, I would have been pissed. When I was reading this, yeah, I'm like, wasting all this time. But yeah, why that's did what you waste I, this? Stanley always said you got to write every comic like it's the person's first time reading it. So, well, he did. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The only other thing I have to say as we get on here is, um, I'm not sure how the wizard got his name. <laughs> He's super He's smart. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. If that if that's what it is, the wizard is super smart. Fine. He's just he's just he's, a wizard, yeah. I guess I don't know. That's what I could surmised out of it anyway. He's mastermind. And Uncle Chris, to your point, it does say more fiery action with your favorite superhero. So yeah, Human Torch. Yeah. All right, you ready to get into the thing proper? <laughs> I guess. So we open up with the first page with the title: "The Human Torch versus the Wizard and Pace Pot Pete." God, every and time I hear that name, it's it's horrible. It's so bad. So stupid. Anyway, the wizard and the paste pot Pete seem to have the human torch trapped in some kind of mirror dimension. At first, when I saw this, I thought it was Mirror Master, and then from the Flash, and I'm like, oh wait, that's DC. Yeah. Well, when I first started looking, I'm like, why is the human torch in like an ice arena? Like, I, I was trying to figure out what it was just looking at pictures. Until you read it, you figure out what it is. But I'm like, something's weird going on. So, so um, good. 
Paste by Pete in the very first panel is holding a dirty bucket of paste that is attached to a gun. <laughs> I thought it was snow. Oh yeah, see that makes sense though. It is not snow. I know, I know it's not. It is paste. It's paste. <laughs> in case it's everyone's paste wondering. It's, it's a paste pot. It's a paste pot, that's what it is. <laughs> paste pot Pete. So they're talking about how they have the human torch trap, but then we get a warning down in the box down there. If you have a weak cart, don't read this story. For when the Human Torch pits his fiery weapon against the evil genius of crime, the wizard, and his new partner, Peace Pot Pete, and I tend not to trouble, the feat means death for the torch. There are no holds barred, so hold your breath, for here we go. I didn't get that There's out a... of this, but okay. Anyway, we cut from that, because I guess that's in the future, to the backyard of the teenager Johnny Storm. Because they like to tell us that he's a teenager a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And he's working out apparently as he's like does his flaming exercise as the human torch, which just looks like a bunch of circus performer acts, really. It really does. It looks like Robin. Looks like when Robin does stuff. It, yes, I was gonna say yeah. it looks like they are training and he's like going through twos and and like I don't even know what you'd call them. They just kind of made like little squares and triangles that he has to fly through. And he does target practice and stuff, but then after that, he flames off so he can go do his homework. Because <laughs> he's a teenager. Yep. And he's got, he says he's done his history homework, and it's the weirdest curriculum that I've ever saw. Yes. Because he's apparently studying Anglo-Normal feudalism, Gaul, the Franks, the Crusades, what vassals and soothsayers and wizards. Those, some of those things are places, some of those <laughs> things are people, some of those things are events, and the others are just, like, titles of people. And they're not, like, similar to each other, either. They're like No, because, <laughs> like, Gaul is during Roman, the Roman times. The Roman, like, Julius Caesar tried to take over Gaul, but the Crusades were in, like, the 1300s when, you know, the Holy Wars and stuff happened. It's completely <laughs> different. None of this yeah. makes any sense. Well, you're, is he just flipping through the book? He's just say- trying to get the wizards. That's what he's trying to get to. <laughs> I, I don't know where it goes, and all of a sudden it leads to the wizard. Yeah, he's he comes to wizards and Charles Martel. I don't know who that is actually. And no, he, either. but the wizards reminds him of whatever happened to the wizard, and then we flash back. Wait, no, I'm sorry. He takes out his scrapbook of his adventures. Yeah, yeah, adventures, adventures of, of the, the Human, human torch. torch, which I'm assuming has pictures in in there. I don't know how, where he got these pictures or when he had time to take these pictures. Yeah, I don't know. But, Fantastic you know. Four has a um, has a photographer that follows him around. Oh, well, Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> so in this scrapbook, he reminisces about the time he was captured by the wizard and how he outsmarted them twice. If you're interested in those tales, go read Strange Tales number one hundred two and one hundred five because that's when that happened. Yeah, and then he um, cause they literally tell us the whole story of what how he got caught and stuff like that, and yeah. how he got out of it. And he traps the wizard at the end. Yeah. With fire, he just swirls fire around them as, like, ropes. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Did he just, like, make a fire circle so he can't walk away? I, yeah, the fire looks like chains around him. Does he have, like, fire webs? I don't know what's going <laughs> on there. Anyway, but he's continuing looking through his scrapbook, and he comes across Pace Pot Pete. He worked. He worried him too. So this isn't the first appearance of Pace Pot Pete. They brought him back. Yes. <laughs> Such an incredible villain. 
we have to use him again. If you're curious about when Pay- the Human Torch took on Pace by Pete, look at Strange Tales number 105. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently that's when that happened. But yeah, apparently Pace by Pete pasted him to a, a nuclear bomb. <laughs> I love. I just love TJ saying "Pace Pot Pete" over and over again because every time it gets a little different. It gets a little different every time. <laughs> and yeah, he pays up to a bomb. And Human Torch couldn't use his powers to do it because it would explode, but he uses them anyway to melt the pace. But Pace Pot Pete managed to get away again, and, and he won. And then the Johnny Storm wonders. What ha- where he is now? And I guess he just summons them because now here we Pace Pot Pete shows up. Yeah. He's he Beetlejuiced them. Yep. So Pace Pot Pete is planning Ooh. on getting a human torch, but he's not sure how he's gonna do it. But then he thinks about the wizard. Oh, maybe he should team up with the wizard. He hates the human torch. Uh, where is he now? But that's not gonna work because the wizard's in prison. Well, but it then, might work. But then, <laughs> so I guess Pace Pot Pete figures it out. That he's in prison, and he goes and watch the prison for days to learn stuff. And apparently, they just slept food trucks. Do they have food trucks in prisons? I mean, they have to bring food in, but I don't know how that works. Like, and it's in the sixties. I can't. I have no idea. I don't know how it works now. I definitely don't know how it worked back then. So I'm gonna say, sure. This comic says they bring food trucks in. Okay. Yeah, well, Pace Pot Pete figures out the route of the food truck. And sprays it with paste and ties the driver up with paste and just gets in and drives it to the correctional facility. He doesn't even disguise himself in the guard says, hey, the food truck's here. Let him in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the food truck's here and it's covered in paste. Let's let Paste Pot Pete in. <laughs> and so Paste Pot Pete goes and decides to paste up all the guards. And then. <sighs> yeah, I love this. <laughs> he. Pushes the reverse suction switch on his pace gun, which allows him to pull steel doors off of out of the thing, so he yeah. frees the wizard. A strong paste. He's paste poppy. He knows how kind of paste to make. Apparently. It's a strong suction gun too. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's- a strong suction gun. So he frees him, and then the wizard and him run to the food truck, and they're go- they're gonna get escape, but the wizard has this. Pellet and he throws it at the gate and I don't know what happens to the gate. Does it shrink or does it? It makes bubble gum. It looks like it makes bubble gum. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it makes a large wad of pink bubble gum. That's what the that's what the panel looks like. It looks like it makes bubble gum, but it says boom and it looks like an explosion. So I guess I'm, it I'm guessing it blows up. up. Yeah. Okay. Well, they drive out and then the wizard's telling Pace Pot Pete that he works for him now, essentially, and he's like, "No, I don't." And he's like, "Yes, you do." And that's. For the rest of the issue, that's they're yeah. going to be their banter, just so you know. And Stop never- telling me what to do. You're not yeah. the boss of me. Yeah. And it's weird because they don't argue about it. No, but, he he but just they takes squabble it. a little bit. Yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you don't work for me, but you do. Okay. But it's not like they betray each other in the end or anything. No, no they, not at all. They don't fight about it. They just it doesn't. Kinda- it does nothing that comes of it, so it's pointless. Yes, it is pointless banter. But they're got, they want to discredit the Human Torch, too. So, apparently the Human Torch is accused of being an enemy spy. Okay? Yeah, but that's the only time they mention it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> He's accused of being an enemy spy. And so, people make accusations all the time. How's that news? <laughs> the kids in school are, are shunning him because he's a spy. Well, we're not there yet. Okay. 
first he's being interrogated at home by like the cops and stuff, but he, they're like, "You are a superhero. You can't be behind this." What? Yeah, you're, yeah. You're a famous crime buster. You couldn't have done it because superheroes never go bad. Okay, never. They never turn bad. But then we get our, our glorified cameo from the other Fantastic Four characters as Mister Fantastic calls the. You know, to make sure he's alright, and Thing and Sue Storm are like, make sure he's okay, and that's the last we see of them. Yeah. And so, he, this Human Torch thinks for, like, four panels, and, like, just trying to figure out what to do. Then at school, he's shunned by people, but then he sees a, a poster for the drama, Dramatic Society, or the Drama Society, or Drama Club, or whatever, it doesn't matter. And a thing called the Second Face. Two days later... The Wizard and Pay Pop Pete. Pay Pop Pete. I love it. You, you, you say it different every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's morphing into something else. I want to see what it is by the end of the of the comic. <laughs> Read in the paper that one of the world's richest men will arrive in town today, and that he takes a walk every night. Why would the newspaper print that? The, and the, at the news- hotel. <laughs> So it's a slow news day, that's why. <laughs> the best part is the newspaper basically profiles this rich guy and gives yeah. you all his steps on, like, so if anybody wants, like, even, like, paparazzi or something, like, if anybody wants to, like, hunt this guy down, the newspaper right. told you everything you needed to know. Anyway, we learned the wizard has an asbestos suit, which makes him look like the Human Torch, and if he has this suit, why is he, why isn't he using it better? <laughs> Why doesn't he just wear it when he fights the Human Torch? Yes. <laughs> and so they go to, I don't know, rob the guy? He's just walking out in the street. What, are you going to get his pocket money? Yeah, I don't know what they were planning. Well, no, they were just going to go do something to him so everybody thinks the Human Torch did it. Okay. That's right, they mean. didn't even care what they got. They just were no. framing the Human Torch. Well, he yeah. says, I'm the Human Torch. Give me your money and your valuable. So, yeah, they're stealing his pocket money. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Anyway, so the, but the old man flames on over something. And, oh no, it's the Human Torch in disguise because he got the drama club to do makeup for him or something. I guess that's what happened because the Human Torch knew that somebody would. That's why. Him. That's why they put the, it in the paper that he takes walks. Yeah, no, but still. <laughs> but yeah, the Human Torch set them up in the trap. But no, they didn't set them up in the trap. They have the trap for the Human Torch as he comes in. Uh, chases into a building and they open a trap door underneath him. He's like, I can fly. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, but we have a compressed air thing here to push you down into the hole. Yeah, the pressure's too great. He can't fight it. Also, the human torch also said that flame is lighter than air, and I don't think that's true. <laughs> but, well, <okay. laughs> heat, heat rises. So, heat, heat, yeah, warm air does, but flames, a, fire is a chemical reaction. It's not. Like a thing. I get what they were trying to do, but you are right. Yes, I don't. It, I don't. It, it's not. It doesn't really work. But no, that's what no. they were trying for. It, what what that line made me do is like, you're right. It doesn't make sense that the human torch can fly. <laughs> that's what it made me think. <laughs> Anyways, he gets pushed down into this mirror thing that is supposed to be unmeltable because he's in a labyrinth of mirrors, but they're no ordinary mirrors. They're made from impenetrable polished steel. This is crazy. Like, they spent a lot of time making this this mirror place. They spent a lot of money. Yeah. And the torch is, you know, he goes, tries to find his way out. 
but he can't. And then they sh- the two bad guys show up, and he the wizard tells Pace Pod Pete to paste them to the ground, and so they can go fiddle with their machine. Yeah. Okay. So why did you need this mirror place if you're just gonna paste them to the ground anyway? You couldn't have did that upstairs. Then <laughs> why weren't you prepared before this? I don't know. Somehow the Human Torch leaves a facsil... Fax... Uh, what is the word? Facsilly of himself? A clock Fac- copy. Yeah, a yeah, copy of himself. <laughs> and then goes and melts through the mirror. The impenetrable mirrors. Yeah. No, the ceiling. Wasn't that made of s- mirrors, yeah. though? Oh, he he got it? to burn in a straight line. That should get me out. Yeah, it's cause, but he said he burns through the mirrors that are supposed to be impenetrable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... In the rooms above the Chamber of Mirrors, they're trying to put gas in there that eats oxygen, oxygen eaten liquid and gas so that he runs, so that his flames go out and so he can't breathe. Yeah. But they don't realize that he already broke out. No, it's a bad plan. It's a really bad plan. So they <laughs> go over to their camera thing and look and say, oh, look, he's disappearing. Wait, he's not supposed to disappear. And no, it's just a clone. And then he's behind them. He ties him up with his fire rope. Yeah. <laughs> again. Again. Yeah. Fire he take, lasso. He takes him to the cops and and stops them. And then all the kids are congratulating him. And they're no longer mad at them for being a spy because they're fickle like that. You know, they just believe whatever they're told. And then for the final line, he says he's gonna, he'll shoot himself. <laughs> he says, that yeah. That was really strange to me. <laughs> The students were like, hey, you're so lucky. He's like, I'm not so lucky. If I'm lucky, like this again, I'll shoot myself. The end. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. So you still think the Human Torch is cool, Chris? <laughs> Maybe not by himself. Maybe he's just cooler <laughs> than the other guys in this floor. I don't know. <laughs> because that was not very good, I'm not going to say. It's a strange tale, to say the least. It was a strange tale. I'll give him that. Alright, anything else to say on him? So we go on to what we actually came here to cover? I don't know, you want me to do the, the synopsis of the of that of that part of the story first? Sure, you might as well. Alright, where are we at here? I lost it now. <laughs> I had it on Doctor Strange, I got something to say about that. Here we go. Alright, so appearing in in the Human Torch versus the Wizard and Paste Pot Pete. We had the Human Torch. Paint Pot Pete. Paint Pot Pete. Paint, paint, <laughs> paint <pot> <laughs> The antagonists were the wizard, who is Bentley Whitman, and Pace Pop Pete, who is Peter Petruski. And then it says other characters, and it names all the Fantastic Four. Skelly, somebody prison guard, but it's his first appearance. And Wayne, Johnny's classmate. That's it. All right. So now we're on to Doctor Strange's origin here. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Doctor not, not origin. first appearance. <laughs> yes. This one's called Master of Black Magic. And we get an introduction to Doctor Strange. Men call him Doctor Strange. Never have you known his like. It is great pleasure and privilege for the editors of Strange Tales to present quietly and without fanfare the first of a new series based on a different kind of superhero, Doctor Strange, Master of Black Magic. He looks weird. And it's weird that they just throw him in the back without any, you know, without advertising him or anything like that. Yeah. His design is very weird in this, too. Yeah, yeah. Mm, is that it? We're done. <laughs> no, I, I was I was I was trying to do something to read the comic and an ad came up so now I can't read to you what I was gonna read until it goes away. I was waiting for someone to actually 
explain what he looked like. That's what I was going to do, and literally it just came up as an ad, so I couldn't see the picture anymore. So, <laughs> anyway, so Doctor Strange is here. He has... Right, before you continue on, this is like your favorite guy, right, Lump? It is. This is why I decided we were going to do this one. So, and and actually, to me, I I enjoy the drawing of him here because they have kind of kept this, you know, concept of what he looks like even now. But it is weird. It is weird. It's looking. weird looking. But yeah. it's but this is basically the concept of how he looks. Like they they've kept this all the way throughout. I, in my in my opinion, I feel like this is how he looks. It's. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying it's weird. It's weird. So he has like or his jet should I say black hair, or should I say strange? <laughs> it is strange. So he has a giant amulet around his neck, and he has like a popped collar, almost like a, like a Dracula collar. Almost the only weird thing here, I don't know what the leopard gloves are. <laughs> yeah, they're weird. I, I don't know what that is. I have no idea. There's no, and he wears them throughout. He has leopard gloves. He has a like flowing shirt with a flowing like wrap around his waist. It looks but like his a... face is more swami like. Yeah. It looks like he has a bat on his shirt. Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be a bat or a dragon. It, it looks like a bat. Yeah. Alright. I guess that's that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we reopen up somewhere in the city between darkness and dawn. A torture man tosses fitfully in his bed. And it's it's just some guy having a nightmare. He looks like he's going to freeze to death in there. Yeah, I guess is it snowing outside or is it raining? I don't know. Everything's yeah, I don't know what's like going. dripping. It's really weird. Yeah, it's like Even icy or something. sheets are dripping. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway, so he goes to a quiet side street in New York's colorful Greenwich Village. And he's led in by Wong. He's not named here, but that is Wong. Who looks yeah. like a tiny alien with a purple coat on. <laughs> that is exactly what he looks like. And this guy goes to Dr. Shane to say, I'm having bad dreams. And Dr. Shane's like, uh, okay, let's let's fix that. And he's going to do it by entering his dreams. But first... But you go home. But yeah, you go home. But first, I got to astral protect to the my master, who is also the first appearance of the ancient one here, to, uh, I don't know, just say hi, pretty much? Mm, yeah, I need your help. No, he doesn't even say I need your help. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, it's good to see you. And he's like, uh, I'll, sh- I'll heed your words, respected master, and try to prove my worthy trust to you. So he just stopped in to say hi. And then the master says, remember the magic amulet, because that's the deus ex machina for this one. And then Doctor Strange goes to the guy's house. And he says, go to sleep. He's like, okay. So he goes to sleep. And then Doctor <laughs> Strange, uh, Astro protects him through his dreams. And then there's this chained figure, like, in a, like, looks like death from, what's it called? Why can't I, a Christmas Carol. Yes, it looks exactly like that. That's not death. That is the ghost of Christmas future. Yes. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so Doctor Strange comes to him and he says, whoever you are, why are you twerking so? And then... The ghost uh, says he knows why he's evil, and then he's like, and that's like, oh, and then this thing called night, the nightmare shows up, and apparently they had a thing once upon a time. Yeah, he is nightmare. He is the villain nightmare. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so, but since he entered the world of dreams, Doctor Strange nightmare says he's gonna kill him now, and he's gonna pay with his life. But then the guy wakes up and he's like, oh, 
Dr. Strange knows that I'm evil. I'm going to shoot him in the head with this gun. And so... <laughs> and so the battle goes on within his dream, but the but he knows he's going to die thanks to the nightmare showing Dr. Strange his body in the real world. So Dr. Strange calls out to his master, and his master somehow activates his amulet from, like, across the world, which hypnotizes the guy with the gun, stopping him from shooting him. Give it, it also gives him enough time to escape the nightmare and get back into his body and... Take the gun away from the guy and get him to confess that he robbed a bunch of people. And so now that guy can sleep again after he confesses. The end. Explore the mystic world of black magic once again with Doctor Strange as your guide. I was quiet during that because I was listening to the story because I'm not positive I read this now. (laughs) Like, I read it. I read it earlier, but I'm like, I don't remember any of this. What the heck is going on here? So I... I felt like I was just reading the story at this point. Yeah, I was listening. So- I was very, you did pretty good. I was very interested in it. It was good. <laughs> I let you keep going just because it was just kind of so quick. This introduction yeah. to Doctor Strange, they just kind of, they threw an astral projection in, which we learn later in Doctor Strange's story about like, that's his big thing. He astral projects a lot to do right. like cleansing and stuff. And that's basically what they, they throw a very quick version of what he does in there and end it, which I kind of like that they did it. They left it like kind of mysterious, like here, check this out. Next time you read about Dr. Strange end. so before I get into like who was in it and stuff, I was looking through and it has, um, some, some notes about the Dr. Strange part in the, on the website here. And it says, although this is his first appearance, Dr. Strange, Strange's origins are not told for the first time until Strange Tales number 115. Just so you know. (laughs) 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 So, uh, first appearance. Uh, anyway. So this was the first appearance of Wong. It Doctor says, Strange. Where the hell? Oh, you're going to do it. Yeah. It says, yeah, Doctor Strange by, um, feature characters. These first appearance, Doctor Strange, supporting characters, ancient one only identified as the master. And then it says other characters, first appearance, Wong, first appearance of D- Dream Stalker, and then somebody named Krang. It wasn't his first appearance, though. It's mm-hmm. weird. They do say Krang in here. Mm hmm. But, but I don't, don't know who him. they're talking about. Oh, uh, okay. Because I, I know who Krang is, and if that's who they're talking about, then fine. I Maybe maybe Krang has a tie-in somewhere with that guy, or maybe with Nightmare. I don't know. Right. Was Krang the ghost of future present, or whatever? No, no. They just mentioned, no. in in one of the word bubbles, they mentioned Oh, Krang. I just clicked on the link to Krang, and it shows me the ghost of Christmas future here. Oh. Wow. I, I thought Krang was that guy that was like shaped like a brain on Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Well, and you know it's funny you say that because Krang to me looks like that. Oh really? Yeah. And actually um <laughs> they did like a little mini thing with uh Patton Oswalt as Krang. Mm-hmm. It, it's like you have to check that show out. I sometime. think you told it's us sweet. that I think you mentioned that once before in an episode. I probably did yeah. actually. It oh, was- oh, oh. Mr. Krang was ruined and robbed in life by a businessman who then haunted as a vision in his dreams and forced him to seek Doctor Strange's aid. Uh, he was the guy that that guy robbed. Ah, uh, so that's what I was saying. So he must have had a tie-in to that guy. That's what I was trying right. to figure out. But No, this is a Mr. Krang. That was his last name. Different Krang. Yep. Okay. Well, that was an interesting four-way for into Strange Tales. Yeah, yeah. 
I just want to hear you say Paste Pot Pete one more time. Paint Paint Pot Pete. Pecky's Pie. Pepper Pot Pepper Pot Soup. Pepper Pot Soup. Pepper Pot Pete. Honestly, you could have called him anything you want. It didn't really Yeah, three P's. That's all it was. who he was. Yeah, three P's. That's all you could have called him. Anything else to say about this? No, but I'm so mad right now. I went out to buy a Doctor Strange action figure, and I got the Wong Wong one instead. Uh, you couldn't even, I bought the you Wong couldn't one. even I couldn't say give it Pink Pot Pete. Wong, Wong one. That's because TJ messed me all up with that Pink Pot Pink Pot Pot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. Pace Pot Pete.